Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio 103.1 FM 910980 AM or anywhere on that Odyssey app. 409, 89 degrees and mostly sunny here at the studio in Pittston. Hopefully the same by you and hopefully that rain misses you this evening if you're looking to do anything outside today. We were talking about the, the war in Ukraine and the NATO issues that facing facing Ukraine and never joining NATO. We can go to the phones now. We have uh, Max from Dixon City on Ukraine versus Russia. Yeah, here's what I find interesting, and I found interesting for the last two years. So NATO countries, European countries, United States, they are saying, well, we, we want immigration because the birth rate's down among certain demographics. Okay, so that's what they're saying. So with this situation with Ukraine, to avoid a conflict, wouldn't it be, wise to have said, all right, we're looking for immigration. You're looking to defect. You, you Ukrainians, okay, specific Ukrainians that want democracy and want freedom, whatever, um, you don't want this Russian influence, you can choose any country, NATO country you want, whether it's in Europe or United States, and defect. And then you could, you could uh, you know, use diplomacy to, to settle that Ukraine-Russia conflict without war. So there's sort of like a contradiction because, you know, the whole excuse for Europe right now, you see immigration, but it's with third world countries and not only third world people, which are fine. You're, they're taking in the lowest of the low, the criminality, just the lowest of the low that these third world countries do not want. They're like, we don't want these people. You take them. So they, these first world countries now are taking in these criminals, these low lowlifes. Why wouldn't it be feasible to take in Ukrainians who actually are Christian? They are law-abiding citizens for the most part. And if they want democracy, they'd be an added addition. So what am I missing here? Well, I don't think the actual war in Ukraine has anything to do with their immigration policy. It has to do with Russia moving in to try and claim territory around it in strategic areas because of their fear of NATO. Uh, you know, the, the, the immigration right. after the fact from there is a result of what's and, going and on. And Russia has there. a right, you know, to feel that way. Duly noted. But, you know, it, it just to me seems, okay, these Western countries in Europe, they want... Why not open your borders to Ukrainian people? They share the same values as us. I mean, I can look in a mirror and see a Ukrainian person. <laughs> it's the same culture. I get so, that, but are you advocating that people in Ukraine abandon their, the country that they love to go somewhere else that has like-minded government, but they're still abandoning their country? Well, I think it's better than the, uh, the option of having you know, a country like Russia that they don't want influence on their borders. That's like, it, it, it's like us, all right, in Cuba, in the Cuban Missile Crisis, it's sort of similar to that. How did we feel? We were very threatened. Well, I guess Russia's feeling the same way. In order to avoid this, I just think, you know, hey, people that want a Western civilization, you're welcome to join our country. We need immigrants come, you know, share the same values as us. But no, they don't want your uh, Ukrainian immigrants. They, we want, you know, Haitian immigrants. We want, you know, Somalian immigrants that have no understanding of our culture. They want their own culture. And as you see in France, it's burning right now. Germany, burning. Why? 
because they don't want to accept the culture of Germany. They don't want to accept the culture of France, and they don't want to accept the culture of the United States. Let's just be honest. These people, they're here for one reason, and that's to promote their own ideology and destroy ours. Period. And, and don't forget all the handouts that we give the people that we allow here, you know, on top of well, that. Well, look, you know, the handouts, <laughs> they're dealing drugs. They're collecting the money and sending the money back to Honduras. Honduras has the most booming housing market money. They're sending it back. Dealing our people drugs. Go down to Kensington. Our citizens. Max, you're cutting in and you keep cutting in and out. Okay. Max, I'm going to have to let you go. I, I appreciate your call today, but you were cutting in and out on, on the end of that. Um, yeah, but you know what? As, as far as the immigrants who've come here, immigrants have always, uh, and I agree to a small extent what he was talking about. They, their Money is sent back for nefarious reasons. But immigrants, you know, as long as I can remember, and I grew up born and raised in New York City, always sent money back home. You know, Italian immigrants always sent money home. The Irish immigrants always sent money home. The Mexican immigrants always sent money home. The Colombian immigrants always sent money home to take care of their family because things were better here. That's why they came here, to work and make money, take care of themselves here, establish themselves, hopefully able to bring other family members over, and sent that money back. That's always been done. So, so I don't look down on that. That's always been a positive for our country. The free-for-all at our borders now is where we need to stop. You know, I, you know, I grew up in the melting pot of New York City. Within a stone's throw of my house in New York City, you know, I had, you know, Italian, Greek, Irish, Colombian, Ecuadorian, uh, Cuban. There was, there was a big Cuban section there. I mean, it was everywhere, and it was a great asset. It was a great, great cultural asset, great, great asset. You know, I... I before I met my wife, I was engaged to a Cuban woman who came over on the on the El Mariel boat lift from Cuba because her family was connected, was able to get on the boat. They were small children at the point with their parents, but everyone that's the boats that came over and, and that were mostly criminals. It's where Fidel Castro emptied his jails and got rid of everyone he didn't want. And there were some connected people that were able to get their families to flee Cuba because they knew what was coming down in Cuba. Um, you know, it's it's part of what we're at, but. The war in, in Ukraine is, is much more than that. And, and, you know, I just don't think fleeing your country to move to another country is what they want. I think Ukrainians want their country back. And I think that Russia has has a point as far as their borders. They want their borders secure. I get that. But you're dealing with a madman with Vladimir Putin. And uh, it's typically what we deal with when you deal with the Russians and and. We have for for decades, you know, when we were children, it was the Russian scare of, of all out war. Now it's it's not so much. And and I think if anything, Russia's embarrassed themselves with this war in Ukraine. But regardless of that, Ukrainians are still dying. Let's go to the phone now. We have a uh, cat from Archibald on Ukraine. Cat. Hi, I I agree. I don't think that Ukrainians want to come here to live because they want their country. They want their land. They want their culture. And all that's being erased because of uh, Vladimir Putin, who put um, tactical nuclear weapons in Belarus, which is the border of Ukraine. So, you know, you got to look at it this way. You know, why would they want to come to America when they got their land over there? 
Why would you want to live in another country where the language is different, the culture is different? Well, maybe not all the culture, but you know what I'm saying. It'd be like Americans leaving America and going to Mexico where we don't speak the language or the culture or the ideas. Why would we want to give up America and live in Mexico? The same with the Ukrainians. Why would they want to give up Ukraine and live in America when they want their land? That's what they're fighting for. And then democracy that they were promised isn't happening. Like the Minsk Accords, they agreed in 96 or thereabouts to, to give up their nuclear weapons in Ukraine because America told them to, right? And then we were going to take care of them, right? Well, guess what? Russia did attack Ukraine. Not only did it attack Ukraine in 2014 and take Crimea, but now they're attacking the whole country, destroying it to nothing, and that's disgusting. And the things they do in war are disgusting. I mean, when you uh, look at the cell phone and you read and you listen to these people that were like the prisoners were, well, they cut off their, um, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they were alive. The, the, lack of, the lack of effort to stop this war. I mean, yes, we're giving plenty of money. We're giving plenty of munitions. We're giving all the support for war. Where's the effort to stop the war? Where's the effort to end the war? I mean, everything we've done is to continue the war, to help Ukraine defend itself. I get that. But everything we've done is to propel this war, not not look for its off-ramp, not to look for its ending. And the things that and are going Vladimir. on in the Yeah. And Vladimir Putin only wants this war to continue because this is a military-industrial complex where there are, everybody's making money, you know, the big wigs. But you know what? What's happening is they're ready to do a World War III with these nuclear weapons being targeted at Ukraine. And not only if one goes off, but you know that that, that outfall will hit Poland, it will hit Hungary, you know, all these other countries. So eventually NATO will be in war against Russia because that is what the inevitability is is that once they start falling like blocks, they hit Latvia, you know, they do the Baltics. You know, see, they don't just want, Vladimir said it, he wants to new, go back to the old Soviet Union and regroup it. He wants all his countries back. He wants all his so socialist states back. And that's the problem. He's erasing democracies around the whole world, in, in Europe, that is, I mean. All right, Kat, thanks. But you see, that's what he wants. Yeah. And we can't let him have it. We can't let him have it. Under no circumstance can Russia win this war. No, I appreciate your call, Kat. Thanks for calling. Uh, and, I, and I agree that... You know, I, I think this war hasn't gone how Vladimir Putin has wanted, so he himself is starting to look for an off-ramp. It just has to be enough to save face for him to where he can go to his people and say, you know, we we, object, we objected, we, we achieved our goal, our objective here, and uh, to an extent. Maybe not everything he wanted, but enough for him to save face. 
It's 421 here at WILK. It's time for traffic and weather. Do you want any good news first? Like good news? Good news, sure. Like, okay, so I went to weigh in after I got out of here. And it's six pounds down since my last weigh-in. There you go. So 64 you're over, you're 64. pounds total and closer to my goal. Good for you. Yeah, I think I got competitive with <laughs> other people. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I don't know. Actually, I've been, like, so busy lately, I forget to eat. I, and that could be part of it. Well, that's but not good either. Be the new you is working. And everything working I'm well. saying you're eating. You're eating healthy. You're, you're eating good. Uh, I try. I can only do my best. So, all right. This traffic update is brought to you by Penn Teledata Internet. There's a wreck on 81 southbound by Music that is causing a backup through the Scranton area. We have road work causing some jams out there as well. 81 northbound by West Hazleton. 81 uh, northbound at Waverly and on 80 West in Bloomsburg. You'll also run into some um, delays due to construction on Route 11 in Nicholson, Route 29 in Springville, and North River Street in Plains. Whenever you see a traffic problem, call our jam line, 570-883-7269. Nikki Stone, WILK Traffic. Thank you, Nikki. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from Chief Meteorologist Kurt Aaron. Tonight, some passing showers and storms, warm and humid. Low 68. Friday, hot and humid with afternoon storms, high 86. Saturday, hot and humid with isolated showers and storms, high 90. Sunday, cloudy with scattered showers and storms, high 86. It's currently 89 degrees and mostly sunny here at 423 at your official weather station, WILK. little more cowbell there, Jake. It's 426 here at WILK News Radio. You're with Rob O'Donnell. Talking about uh, NATO and the war in Ukraine and the Biden visit that was over there and the fact that, that we're, we seem to be supporting the war effort but not the negotiation of the ending of the war. Let's go to the phones now. We have uh, Mike from Bloomsburg on Biden and the NATO meeting. Mike. Yes, I want to uh, comment about something he said today. But before I do that, it's my understanding that we are falling short in our recruitment goals and one of the contributing factors or reasons is that people who come from traditional families that have a long history of being military service, parents are actually telling their children, you don't want to go in the military that we have today. And, that, and they believe that a lot of people are being turned off in the very group that supplies a lot of people to the military. And I, and I, I think that needs to be rectified. But today, uh, there was a reporter that asked Biden a direct question about something that the Republicans were doing that had to do with promotions within the military. And I'll I'll sum up what Joe said. He basically said that the Republicans are ridiculous, and that's how they are. I mean, that that summed it up. I mean, because the headlines now and all the different news sources is uh, Biden criticizes Republicans. He's on foreign soil talking to our allies, and he thinks it's appropriate to be critical of another party, the opposition party. I, I just don't see that, that that that's right. And that's all I wanted to say about that. Yeah, on your first point, you're 100% correct with that. 80% of our military recruits usually come from families that served in the military and are a main uh, accession source for our military. And, and you're accurate that their families are saying with the leadership today and the change in the way things are going on that, that the military is probably not a good advancement for you. I feel the same way about law enforcement. You know, in a lot of areas, especially where I came from, 
where in the NYPD you had generations of law enforcement officers, you know, grandfathers, fathers, their kids join the police department, but it's taken such a term under political leadership that, you know, both my kids went into active duty military service and could possibly go to war rather than join the New York City Police Department uh, on my advice because, uh, you know, it's not something that I wanted them to pursue with the atmosphere against law enforcement in this day and age. And not, you know, not only what the people in the military and law enforcement are faced with, I think parents like you were concerned about their safety if you thought or any parent thought that their children would be working under commands that may not be the most qualified, but they met a certain characteristic to get that job. So they had doubts basically about their safety. Do you, would you agree with that? That's that's one part of it. But with the mixed rules of engagement, with the changing of, of that, especially when it comes to our military, the non-clear messages when it comes to different things, you know, the, the, the gray areas that the military have produced. And if you look at just simply Simply the Fat Leonard scandal that the Navy had, where admirals and captains were getting admonished and just getting letters of reprimand, where you had people all lower than that get taking the fall and getting years and decades in prison for exactly the same thing. You know, it's just not that that's not what the military is about. There's equal justice or there's not. There's equal reprimand or there's not, and there's equal representation or there's not. And they've really gotten away from that by politicizing the upper echelon of our military. Well, it's just not a good place to work, I take it. And, and again, I do think that the president should be admonished for being divisive on foreign soil talking to our allies. I think that was completely wrong. That's my opinion. It's not a good look, but then again, this entire trip for him wasn't a good look. He was too tired to go to any of the state dinners or any of the dinners that were out there where he was supposed to be mingling and talking to these individuals. Uh, his his press conferences were, were alphabet soup wording uh, that he kept mis- misrepresenting who he was talking to, what he was talking about. It was just an embarrassment all along. Mike, I appreciate your call. You're welcome. Take care now. Thanks. Thank you. Um, and it is. The, the entire trip was an embarrassment. We should be portraying military might, American might, when we're going to something such as the NATO summit, where exactly what we're talking about, especially when someone involved in that and the countries that are neighboring that are at in, in the midst of a war. But again, we're supporting the war effort, but I see no effort supporting the ending of this, the off-ramp to for peace. And what happened to all the people that want peace? You know, where's all the people in Washington, though, these, these representatives and senators that talk about peace all the time that have been voting time and time again for more ammo, more military equipment, F-16 jets, let's send this, let's send that military equipment. You know, they're all quick to raise their hand now, and you have to start wondering why. How come no one's looking for the peace off-ramp here? It's 431 at WILK. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show in just a minute. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It's 437 here at the station. It's the point in the show where we honor our police officers across the nation who made the ultimate sacrifice. 84 police officers made the ultimate sacrifice on this day throughout history, four of them from here in Pennsylvania. First is uh, Chief of Police Charles Emery McNanny, Sugar Creek Borough Police Department in Pennsylvania, July 13, 1957, was killed in a traffic accident while performing a traffic stop with his partner along Route 8 near Two Mile Road. Uh, The chief was sitting in his car when gasoline ignited from the car that had the accident, trapping the chief in his vehicle, causing him to burn in the fire. Police officer Raymond Carey, Philadelphia Police Department, 1931. Police officer Carey was killed in a traffic accident, 52nd Street and Lancaster Avenue. 
Patrolman Arthur Allen Coppenhaver, Pennsylvania State Highway Patrol in 1930. Patrolman Coppenhaver succumbed to injuries sustained three months earlier when he was involved in a crash in the city of Nanticoke. We have uh, Railroad Policeman William D. Bradley, Pennsylvania Railroad Police Department in 1917, was struck and killed by a train approximately one mile of west of Bellwood, Pennsylvania at approximately 1045 at night. That's our four heroes from uh, Pennsylvania on this day, and our thoughts and prayers go out to them in the service that all our, all our first responders do, firemen, police officers, and our active-duty military out there. Um, let's go to the phones real quick. We have uh, Wayne from Einan on Ukraine and our military. Wayne. How are you doing, sir? Good. It's a beautiful day in Northeast PA. It is. It is indeed. <laughs> yes, it is, my dear. Okay, here's my comments on the Ukraine. I believe as long as Joe Biden can keep this thing going, okay, uh, it helps his economy, what looks like his economy, by all this military building the ammunition and firing, building more more plants to make ammunition and everything else. It's keeping everybody from looking at the whole policy that he has running, okay, because it keeps the economy up a little bit. And number two is I was in the Air Force for six years. Okay, over in Vietnam and Germany. But anyway, I have some friends who are still in the military and some friends that are, their sons are in the military in the U.S. Air Force. And right now, we are in serious trouble if we came to a war. We don't have half the pilots we need to fly our fighter jets that we have. Okay, because nobody's joining the military. And that's that's the situation we're in. Uh, it, it truly is. It truly is, Wayne. Uh, I know that firsthand because my son is a fighter pilot, uh, and uh, the 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 session rate to, to get there and to get them trained and get them to where they need to be is incredible. I appreciate and thank you for your service in the Air Force. And um, I just saw a study today where the, the Scranton Munitions Factory has doubled production over the last year. So yes, you are correct. There, it is helping the economy, especially here in our area, Northeast Pennsylvania. Uh, just here, we have the Scranton Munitions have, have doubled their production to get the artillery shells that we're giving to Ukraine. Yeah, and General Dynamics just uh, built another plant down in Plains, okay? They're going to be they're producing uh, artillery shells. Okay? Yeah, no doubt. And you have Lockheed Martin and Archibald doing, uh, right. doing so that thing as well. That's what I'm saying. This is deflecting a little bit from what Biden is uh, uh, his economy, what making his economy look good. If that wasn't there, we'd be flat on our face. We would. And even when I broke down the, the numbers yesterday on the inflation numbers, which were positive numbers, they're moving in a positive direction, but it wasn't the things right. that affect you or I. We are still right. paying more right. for things. You know, it's it's the luxury items that are going down. It's the things in the total economy right. that makes it look good. But the things, our rent, our food, our gasoline, oh, you know, the yeah. things we're paying are going up. <laughs> Wayne, I appreciate you calling. God bless. Take care. Thank you. It's uh, 441 here at WILK. It's time for traffic and weather. Nikki's all smiles. <laughs> that was almost fake, but I am down six pounds, so I'm just reminding me. There you go. I'm reminding myself, you have a reason to smile. You're down six pounds. This traffic update is brought to you by Penteladata Internet. It is a mess on 81 southbound in the Scranton area due to an accident near Music. You're going to want to avoid that area. We also have construction causing issues 81 northbound at Waverly and 80 west down by Bloomsburg and 81 northbound by West Hazleton. 
Construction has those areas backed up. Whenever you see a traffic problem, call our jam line, 570-883-7269. Nikki Stone, K, uh, <laughs> W-I-L-K, traffic. Thank you, Nikki. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from Chief Meteorologist Kurt Aaron. Tonight, some passing showers and storms, warm and humid, high, low 68. Friday, hot and humid with afternoon storms, high 86. Saturday, hot and humid with isolated showers and storms, high 90. Cloudy Sunday, cloudy with scattered showers and storms, high 86. It's 88 degrees here and mostly sunny in the station in Pittston at 442 here. Your official weather station, WILK. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It's 446. Hopefully you're out of work. If not, you're getting out of work in the next 10, 15 minutes. Get home, be safe, have that drink, have that iced tea, have whatever you need to wash your day away and and, and look forward to the evening uh, with no work, your family, your friends, or whatever you do when you get home. It's uh, You can call or text the show at 570-883-0098. Go to the phones. We have uh, Dave from Kingston on NATO and Ukraine. Hey, uh, Rob. Uh, thank you for taking my call. So, yeah, uh, I just want to say really quick before Ukraine, yeah, the power just went out in uh, in my area in Kingston. So, you know, the grid is probably overloaded because we had a lack of infrastructure in this country for decades, okay, and because there's a massive heat wave throughout the whole country. So this is going to keep happening more and more. But when it comes to Ukraine, first of all, I think, it, you know, the USA shows strength when we spent $80 billion more than when even the Pentagon was asking for. You know, any country will, you know, that comes across the United States and tries to attack us will find out why we don't have health care like every other industrialized country in the world. Also, you know, I keep on hearing that there's no off-ramp. Uh, for the Ukraine-Russia war, even though it was just reported recently that the U.S. is talking to back-channel uh, people in Russia, you know, the the counterparts, the State Department counterparts, to start ending this war. You know, Putin, hopefully he has a heart attack, or you know, the oligarchs in, in that country, you know, get tired of not being able to make money and don't want to, their assets continue to be seized. Take them out, and hopefully that happens Sooner than later, you know? Well, you know just as well as I do, Dave, there's just going to be the next Putin that steps in there. I mean, that's not going to well, change anything. It'll slow things down, but it's not going to change anything. Right. You, well, you slowing it down Putin, is still better than, you know, continuing. I mean, you don't think Putin's embarrassed by their lack of effort in uh, lack of gains in, in Ukraine? Oh, uh, yeah, he is. But, again, he wants, like you said earlier, he wants to save face. Okay. I mean, you know, that... Uh, so-called coup attempt was uh, ridiculous. Okay, that happened after the Pentagon so-called found an accounting error and just sent $6 billion more into Ukraine. Okay, so even the people, you know, in the Wagner group are run by Nazis. Okay, they're getting tired of getting, like, resistance in Ukraine, you know? So, but it, it's... It's unfortunate that we now have to send them uh, cluster bombs, okay, which end up probably hurting civilians when they don't explode, you know, so. Well, let, let's talk about that. The, the same administration, the Biden administration, who said cluster bombs were a war crime, the use of them were a war they crime, are. but now we're sending them. Yes, and that's unfortunate because we're running out of munitions to send them. You know, if we want to keep our country, you know, and have our, our troops, 
you know, stocked with munitions and, you know, uh, uh, anything that we would use in a potential war, okay, we have to start sending them something that we would never use. Well, my fear, and my it, fear, it, is, it is terrible. My, my fear there is now that we've normalized the use of these because yes. we've given them to Other, people, what happens when they're used against us? Exactly. I was just about to make that point. Or, you know, used in other countries by, you know, actual war criminals like Assad or, you know, other Saudi Arabia or Iran, you know, because now that we normalize it, those other type of countries will do the same. Yeah, now, correct. Do, do you think Ukraine should be made a member of NATO? Uh, well, I've, well, right now, because they're in, a, in the war with Russia, they can't be become a member of NATO, but yes, there's a reason why countries like Sweden uh, want to become members of NATO, because Russia wants to take them over. Putin has made that clear. And I said that early, because of Article 5 in NATO, we really can't make Ukraine, because the second Ukraine joins NATO, we're in World War III. Right. So, yeah. so obviously so, that can't be done. But by saying that Ukraine can't be a member of NATO while they're at war, doesn't that give Putin the incentive to continue the war as long as he can? You're right, but that's the NATO doctrine. No, no, I mean, I, that's I nothing. It, but, but it's also in, in it's, it's it's encouraging Putin to continue this. But again, I've seen all our efforts as far as money. I've seen all our efforts as far as uh, giving munitions and everything there. But I'm seeing a lack of diplomacy on our part as well, far as that well, off ramp for peace. Well, like I just said, uh, there has been reported that. You know, the people in the U.S. State Department have been talking to people and, you know, the Russia State Department to start to end this war, to try to, you know, because Russia looks weak. You know, they had a coup, even though it was unsuccessful, okay, makes them look ridiculous. And now even Putin welcomed back, you know, Poroshenko, you know, the Nazi part of the Wagner group. Okay. He's he's starting to look bad. He's reported as being dead now. Because no one has seen nor heard from him since that supposed meeting, so it, it's, alleged, oh, really? it's alleged from I didn't hear that, it's, a, it's alleged from middle military experts that the head of the Wagner group is is has been killed. Um, okay, because since that I meeting, didn't hear that since okay. that meeting he hasn't been seen or heard from anywhere. And uh, okay. like I said, you, you have you have Zelensky who's promised his country that he wants to take Crimea back, which even Crimea doesn't. Yeah, want to that's be part of kind of ridiculous. Well, the polling on on that, you know, you, I hear about the same same thing. Like the people of Crimea want to be part of Russia. Uh, it's a little iffy if that's true poll results. If that's actually what the people of Crimea want, but yeah, no, that's ridiculous. He needs to write off Crimea. I, I mean, he's gonna be lucky if he keeps the Donbass reason. So you have that and you have Putin who's lost face with his his war efforts, not having the ability that they thought they would have. So wouldn't it be a perfect time to come in and say, hey, we'll we'll hold off bringing Ukraine into NATO for eight to ten years. You'll keep Crimea, Putin and uh, Zelensky. This was negotiated by the U.S. So you save face saying that, you know, you wanted to take Crimea back, but the U.S. had this deal and you had to take it. Yes, that would be great. To everyone could save face. You know, he keeps uh, Putin keeps keeps Crimea. You know, he doesn't take uh, take over the Donbass. But you know, someone earlier mentioned the Mis- Mis- Accords, right? The Minsk Accords. Yes. Putin was sending in weapons into the Donbass region, breaking those accords. He was sending in his own mercs, like the Wagner Group, into that region to cause strife and have like. You know, those two groups fighting each other in that region. So Russia broke the Minsk Accords 
just like you know before Ukraine did. So, well, that's I think what they meant. That the, yes, the, the Minsk Accord was being violated by Russia, but we didn't step in saying but, we'd promise to protect them. Right, and we should have. Yeah, as soon as they took Crimea, Obama failed. Yeah, see, see, that, Dave, see that, Dave? We have a great conversation, and you and I, you know, sir, solve the world's problems. <laughs> If only that was possible. All right, Dave, you have a good day. You too. Have a good night. You too. See, we can agree on some things here and there. And it, it, I'm not saying those are the perfect situations, but there's a simple negotiation that they could use. Hey, Putin keeps Crimea. Zelensky, you, you have to give that up. The war ends, and we wait eight to ten years to put him into NATO. And then Russia will just attack in eight to ten years again, but we'll deal with it then. It's 4.54 here, WILK. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show after this. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It's almost 5 o'clock, 4.57 here at the station. I was just checking the PPNL outage map um, to see, you know, what power outages is, and it cuts off at Kingston. It won't it only let me get half of Wilkes-Barre, but it won't let me get Kingston, so I can't see the power outage there. Looks like there's a few houses out in Avoca. And, of course, as normal, up by me, my house is without power, along with 38 or 40 other customers due to trees on the limbs because all the ash trees in Pennsylvania died, but PPNL never went and cleared the dead ash trees along the power line, so every time we have a storm, the dead ash trees' limbs fall on the wires and take them down. But since all the ash trees in Pennsylvania died and Penn... Um, PPNL were made aware that, hey, maybe you should take these trees along the power lines down that are adjacent to the, the, the lines so it doesn't cause a problem. Every They disregarded that. They don't want to spend the money to clear these trees. So now every storm, we lose power. Um, let's go to the phones real quick now. We have uh, Tommy from Blakely on China. Tommy. Rob, how are you doing? Hey, just real quick, I just heard what you said about the ash trees. Not all of them are dead. majority of them are dead. Because the ash borer, yes. and then there's a spotted lantern out there. I just seen a new variety of it. It's like they're everywhere. It's crazy. But anyhow, um, with China, we got we got people uh, trying to like steal hack systems. We got balloons flying across the country. You know, we got Chinese buying up all the farmland in the Midwest, and but and Biden does nothing about it. Absolutely nothing. He's in bed with them. They're all in bed with them. Yeah, it's it's it looks like international investment in China is down 80%. So they're hurting over there and and they're going to need our investments there. So you think we would have some leeway. And it looks like the state of Florida put uh, some restrictions on China buying some property down there. So hopefully states yeah. take it among themselves, but they're definitely our next adversary it appears. Yeah, well I'm I'm going somewhere with this also too. You look at what's going on in Ukraine and Russia. I I'm from that area where my roots are, you know, way back from grandfathers, grandfathers. But, you know, what about the Russians? And nobody cares about the Russians. There's guys out there dying in the fields, and they don't want to be there. A lot of them are conscripts from the, the prisons, too. Yeah, they are. They are. And then, like I said, no one's looking for an off-ramp. Tommy, we're going to have to leave it there because I'm up against the Absolutely. Thanks, Thanks, for great time. Thanks for the call. Yes, sir. It's uh, almost 5 o'clock here at the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. We'll be back after these messages.